Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, yes, yo. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of thy choice. By the way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. If it looks like I'm well lit, it's because the lights are super bright because it's very dark outside. It's a dark and stormy day. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good, typing furiously on her laptop. <laughs> she is the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. Everything okay over there? Yeah, I've been, uh, <laughs> the people in the comments will know this, but we've been putting the link to subscribe mm-hmm. every day in the comments because you want your magazines mailed to you, which Texas are coming out soon. Slash subscribe. <laughs> so I'm trying to drive subscriptions here. <laughs> okay, good job. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. I was actually doing my job. That's the funny part. Well done. Yeah, it's weird. That's, <laughs> it's that's, weird. That's we what, don't do that around here. <laughs> that's what threw me. Today is Tuesday, May 25th, 2021, 184 days till Thanksgiving, episode 1,173, 1,173. This is the Todd Zeal episode. On today's show, my friends, we got a fun segment. Yeah. We're going to do a championship audio fun bag. Fun bag. We're going to reach into the fun bag, and we're going to pull out some championship audio, and I'll tell you all about that. We'll play some, uh, play some radio calls, uh, which I always... I'll explain why I like this segment coming up in a moment. In the back half of the show. I have ways we can upgrade this segment, too, if we do it again. Great. Just throwing that out there now. In the back half of the show, uh, we'll be joined by Matthew Bartlett. Matthew Bartlett is the owner and proprietor and uh, uh, Grand Poobah over at The Roost. At TheRoost.com. It is an excellent excellent rice uh, athletics website. They do a great job covering the owls. We will talk with him, do our rice state of the program address with Matthew Bartlett of The Roost. They have Patreon too. I think I'm a patron, um, but they have uh, they do good hmm. stuff over there at at the roost. Are you going to ask him if his hooting intensifies? We'll see. Maybe we need a partner for some t-shirts. <laughs> do we first four through the door? We sure do. It was Daniel Agnew, mm-hmm. Rob Hadaway, Tony Blaylock, and Ryan Smega. Welcome in, fellas. Okie dokie, friends. Let's get into this segment because I'm really excited about this. Yeah. We are going to reach deep into the championship audio fun bag. So. I am a connoisseur, mm-hmm. I would say, of Homer calls of the week, <laughs> local radio. Yeah, of 
Homer Radio. Because here's the thing. And I'll give you a perfect example. Yes. Um, there are, there are, you know, if there's a, a, a national broadcast of something, mm-hmm. uh, I think people will look at it and say that, like... You have to be bipartisan. Like, you got to be bipartisan, right? Um, if you're a Homer... Or if, I don't want to say Homer. If you are the, if you're only broadcasting for one team, mm-hmm. you do not have to be neutral. Neutral. You can go out there and do and uh, do whatever you want. And so here's what I would say. Here's here's the wh- how I would clarify it. Think about Vince Young's national championship winning touchdown run. Mm-hmm. There are two calls of it, and both of them are very good. But one okay? of them is elite. <laughs> There's Keith Jackson mm-hmm. with Vince Young scores. Very good. Right. Excellent. He, he he captures the uh, excitement of the moment, mm-hmm. but he is down the middle and neutral. He's excellent. Yes. But you ask any Texas fan what their favorite call of that touchdown is, and it's, it's Craig, Craig Way. Ways with touchdown Texas, Texas, touchdown Vince Young. That's the that's and that's what I have a deep appreciation for. I got goosebumps when you said in that. <laughs> all in all aspects of of uh, you know. Right. Broadcasting. Because neither I'm, I'm they're both not easy. Like, no, they're both tough. It's both tough but, to do. But, but when you're – like, for example, I can't do it because I have to serve everyone. I know you think I hate your favorite team, but I don't. I'm actually serving the entire audience, right? right. But if you are the play-by-play guy for, you know, your local high school, you can do whatever you want. Go for it, dude. And <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because yesterday it came to my attention that we found the Sam Houston – versus uh, South Dakota State mm-hmm. game in the radio broadcast. The uh, I believe it was on SHN Sports, uh, I believe. And, and, and they had a uh, – they couldn't – obviously ESPN had the rights, so they couldn't show the field, but they were showing the broadcasters. Mm-hmm. We do that with our friends or with our partners at Texan Live sometimes. Yes. They showed the broadcasters calling the game. And so I went and I, I had to fast forward to the throw, Eric Schmidt's throw to Ife Adie that, that ended up winning mm-hmm. the national championship. Uh, and so here with the call. Is Rob Hip and Brian Adams uh, on the Bearcat Sports Network? Jaquez Ezard will rotate over to the left side to join Chandler Harvin. Third down and goal from the 10, 21 seconds to go for the Cats. Schmidt in the gun stands on the 15, stepping back. Schmidt looking over center, it's caught! It's a touchdown! It's a touchdown! It's a touchdown to Ibeadei! The Bearcats take the lead with 16 seconds to go! Oh, Baba, what a play! Unbelievable! Oh, the Bearcat faithful are going crazy! What a pass and what a catch! Oh, oh my goodness! KCM Sports there on the call. Rob that Hip and Brian Adams. Awesome. Excellent. That was my first time seeing that. Excellent. That was awesome. So good. The turn and look in the he camera. He knows where the camera is <laughs> because he knows that while he while most people I'm sure are listening to him on the radio in Huntsville. Right. The, he knows that there are people who are watching that online. He's going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Love look it. At it. That Love was it. That's just fantastic. It's great stuff. I also, can I throw out real fast, I love the fact that he is definitely yelling, but you mm-hmm. can still understand him. Right. <laughs> That's elite. So there was uh, excitement, obviously, there. And, and part of the excitement there is it's a big play, and also it seals their first national championship, mm-hmm. right? Big deal. Big deal. There's another team that won their first national championship. Let's let's matriculate, stay in the college ranks. Let's mm-hmm. matriculate back to 2016. And I had to find this. This is via a video f- uh, put forth by... Uh, Mary Harden Baylor, mm-hmm. but when they won the Stag Bowl in 2016, they beat Mountain Union. And they won their first Division Three national championship. Um, 
big deal, obviously. Pete Fredenberg gave a great quote afterwards. It was a lot of fun. Um, and so uh, there is some music over because it's part of a like big package they put together, and rightly so. Go nuts. But here's John Wallen's call of the game ceiling, the national championship ceiling, um, uh, the national championship ceiling interception for Mary Harden Baylor. Right here. All we got to do is make the tackle. Captain back, just a straight drop back, pretty good protection. Throw across the middle, it's intercepted. Matt Cody picks it off, and Matt Cody has just put the first national championship in Mary Hart Baylor football history. 35 seconds left, and all the crew has to do is run it out. That was pretty good. That's uh, I'm I'm a big fan. That I'd never yeah. heard that before. The reason I wanted to bring it to you is all of these. The, uh, with the exception of the last one, all these I had not heard before. Right. And so I presume maybe you haven't heard them before. So hopefully you'll see why I like these. I like the the home team calls mm-hmm. here is why I like them. Uh, and so figure we'll now matriculate to the high school ranks. And there were obviously some exciting state championships this year. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you heard. There's some exciting state championships. Let's go to 3A Division Two. You remember that game? I do. It was Canadian and Franklin. Canadian and Franklin. Fantastic game. Uh, Franklin, which we kind of underrated. I'm, oh, I'm not even going to deny. We were like, this one might be. I thought eh, it was going to be a bloodbath. One of the best games. I thought I thought Franklin was overmatched, but they I came to too. play and they had a fantastic game plan and, and had the forth. lead <laughs> into the final minute. Into the final, yeah, about yeah, into the final minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, minute twenty, and, and yeah. that is when Josh Culwell in, uncorked a state championship winning throw. I've cut both the. Uh, the championship throw, as well as the very end of the game. Uh, you'll see why at the end, but uh, here's uh, here's Canadian winning the 3A Division II state championship. Receivers angle trips to the right, one to the left. Motion. Colwell calls for it, backpedals, looks, throws deep, middle of the field. Man down there, passes caught. Reagan Cochran to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Reagan Cochran! A flag on the play, Steve. I'm not so sure that's not pass interference. I think that is going to be pass interference on the defense. Let's see. I sure hope that's what it is. What a play there. And a throw from Josh Colwell. Just nerves of steel. And a great catch by Reagan. And let's find out on this penalty. 28 seconds left to play in the state championship. And my, what a an emotional momentum pendulum as they line up with receivers two to the right look to be a little bit confused on the set trips to the right now Wade back to the midfield spun down sacked Angel Garcia to finish it off the Canadian Wildcats have won it in in 2020 Steve have left that legacy. Oh, man. (laughs) Emotional, man. How about that? Man, how about that ending right there? What a game and an ending. Great way to end it. Angel Garcia hitting Marcus Wade, the quarterback, down. But, oh, man, proud of those Wildcats out there. Talk about leaving it all in the field. That's what they just did. Wow, exhausting Canadian five. <laughs> <laughs> That's Russell Gadboys and, and Steve Forrest on the call for the Canadian Sports Network. Um, and and that, I, I love that last part in. It's like, wow, exhausting. exhausting. Which like, it, yeah, was. it was. It was. I feel you. <laughs> the other thing I love. Like, I, didn't have a, I didn't have skin in the game and I was exhausted. Oh, yeah. No, that was that one was. We were like, 
Oh, God, we couldn't. Because I remember thinking, we were like, is this thing possibly going to go into overtime? You know, could yeah. we get to a game where it's going to go into overtime? And whoo, I also love that you could legitimately hear the tears forming oh, in yeah. the color guys. You know, that's awesome. Oh, we got more of that. We got more of that. Okay. Uh, the next one, we're going to stay in 2020, and we're going to stay in the small schools. Go to the small classification, 2A Division two. You remember one of the big upsets mm-hmm. um, was... Probably the largest upset on paper. Oh, yeah. No yeah. no doubt about that. Was Winthorpe beating Mart, Mart. Mm-hmm. for the state championship 2A Division two. You may remember how they won the game. They scored in, in the final minute, 20-something seconds to go. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to go for two. Chris Tackett decides to go for two. They end up getting it. Uh, here's Clay Conradi. Uh, I couldn't find the name of his color guy. I'm really, I really apologize. Uh, calling for the Winthorst Trojans. Uh, here is their state championship winning two-point conversion on the Winthorst radio. 26 seconds are on the clock. And we've been trying to go for the, do the extra point here forever. Are we still on the air, Clay? Yeah, we're still okay. on. You're looking at your phone like we weren't. No, I'm, I was just checking everything. Winthorpe is out of timeouts. Mark is out of timeouts. This play will happen now. Winthorpe on the field, lining up in the jumbo package. They've got it on the one and a half yard line. It's gonna be a direct snap to Ethan Belcher. Here we go, motion out of the backfield. Ethan takes it, here we go, around the right side, he's gonna make it in! We got it, let's go! Let's go! Walks into the end zone. He walks it in around the right side on the two-point conversion. Are you kidding? But 26 seconds remaining. 22, 26 seconds. 21. Winthorpe uh, has a lead. Oh my goodness! This is nuts. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness! They lined up in the jumbo package like we've seen. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was great uh, for for Winthorpe, the, the Winthorpe Trojans call. You can tell he's overwhelmed when he goes. I'm looking at everything. everything. <laughs> like they're trying to make sure. Like again, I love. I just love the local radio calls because, like, you don't get the like. I don't think Craig Way. I don't know the last time Craig Way worried about still being on the air. You know what no. I mean? Everything's really polished. From t- our friend Ted Emmerich, when he does a game for ESPN, everything's it's polished. polished. Yeah. Fine. Well, the other thing like, is. For them, they're just like, we're still in the air, right? right? It's like, yeah, I'm just looking <laughs> we at We can't miss this. Everything, one. man. <laughs> that's great. Well, and that's the other so thing good. about the small town radio. Everyone knows the broadcaster yes. really well. Like, most of the time, like, I know in Lano, they have been there forever. Art DeLuke has mm-hmm. been there forever. You know him. You grew up listening to him. Like, that makes that's, it funny when they go, "We're still on the air, right?" <laughs> that's the beauty of it is that this is a this is a a reflection of the community. Community, exactly. like that's why I love it so much. And like especially on the high school ranks, they're so much fun. All right, I got one more because it all it, this, it all leads up to give me an excuse to play one of my favorite, favorite pieces clips. of audio. <laughs> okay, if you've never heard this before, this is the 2018 6A Division Two State Championship. This is uh, Longview and Beaumont Westbrook. Longview's just taken the lead, mm-hmm. uh, but but Westbrook they. They really, they have not had a ton of answers for Westbrook offensively, mm-hmm. like defensively. They have been getting gashed. Robert McGrews and, and LaRaven Eli have been torching them. 
Uh, they end up coming up with a big defensive play, and then they're able to kneel out the clock and win their first uh, state championship since 1937 in 81 years. And the guys who have been calling it have been calling it for like 40 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's Johnny Vaughn, Brent Taylor, Mike Richardson, and Eddie Richardson on the call here. Uh, you'll get both the, the big defensive play and then the very end, and this is one of my very favorite uh, audio clips. First and ten at the long at the forty-seven yard line. They run McGrew on the sweep play. He turns up. Football! Football! Love you got it! Yes! <laughs> Love you got the football! They got the football! Michael Martin! It was Michael Martin who recovered it! And we've got four three forty to go in the game and Lobby's got the lead in the battle. Wow. Got it. As Keith Jackson used to say, and in honor of my friend Keith Bishop, Whoa Nelly! Eighty-one years this <laughs> Woo! Yes! Yes! Lobby has won the state championship! Eighty-one years! 41 for us. Yes, and 41. Waiting 41 years for this. 41 years. And they ran it out. It's just, I can't even tell you. I can't either. This is just. I'm telling you, Brent. I'm telling you. They ran it out. I'm telling you, they, they stormed the field. Wow. Longview has won the state championship. What a comeback and what a game. 35-34. Uh, I got to tell you, Brent, for all the guys that ever played at Longview High School, it's a low bow yeah. that fell short of her goal. For all the cheerleaders, the band, the fans. I mean, this was a long wait, and wow. we congratulate this 2018 team. Wow. 16-0. Uh, and they ran it out. So there you go. And I've listened to that about 100 times because it's, like, my favorite piece of audio. That's awesome. Uh, it's great. It, it really captures, like, the like why I love these local radio calls, like why they can never go away. Oh, yeah. And... And and something I've noticed about this, and I believe that's that's Brent Taylor, who's the main the main play by play guy. Mm-hmm. This is Brent Taylor, um, he keeps saying, and they ran it out. He says like five times because mm-hmm. if you remember, there was like there was like X amount of time left, and Haynes King had to like they didn't want to run another play, mm-hmm. but but it was like third down. They faced some. He had to kill some time before kneeling so that it, to so right. the play clock would run out before they had to snap it again, and. Um, and it, it, it just, I, so, so they, they, they ended up running it out. He's ended up the run, you know, running around five seconds and taking a knee that they don't restart the play clock state championships over. Right. And in thinking about that, obviously there's a lot of emotions going on there. Mm-hmm. I think the reason he can't, he keeps saying, like wrap his Brent, mind around it. Uh, he keeps saying, and he ran it out is because he can't believe how simple it was. Right. He just can't believe it. He's like, they just ran it out. It took us 81 years, and then at the end, we just we just ran it out, no. <laughs> and then it happened. Like, 
guys exactly. like that's like right. i'm trying to process his emotions there like it's you know. almost as in you didn't need the long like, hail mary right. pass for this 81 year complicated drop. it you go out there, you do your thing, think, you get it done, and then all you have to do is run the clock. I out. think I, he's just incredulous. Like he's like I think like he he's watched forty one years of long being football. He knows right. how football works, but I think at that moment he's like his brain can't wrap his mind around the fact that like we didn't need the same. All we grace. had to do yeah. was just take the ball and run it out. Like we didn't have to kick a fifty seven yard field, field goal, goal right. or, or do these crazy. We just won the football play. game. We just won it. Yep, and it's oh, we did it! Like that was, That's I, I awesome. love that call. Uh, you can find that on the the Longview uh, website. I think it's. Um, let me make sure I plug. I it. love that. Just real fast too. At the end, they brought up the thing about LobosFootball.com. You can find it. Not only for the football players that have played, the people in the town, the cheerleaders, the band, like everyone yeah. in the community. That great. was really it's cool. Just great. All these, all these calls, like. I hope you guys don't think I'm laughing at them. I think these are incredible. I love yeah. all these. I love the passion of these, like the guys who have skin in the game. Right. And like they get an opportunity to call the biggest game. So there you go. There's your audio, so fun, your cool. championship audio fun bag. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll dust this thing off again. It yeah. was just an idea I had based on Sam Houston State and seeing their call. So there you go. We're at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I hope you'll uh, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. It's our subscription package. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. If you go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Uh, if you want the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed directly to you before it hits newsstands, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com. Slash subscribe, I should say. Yes, please uh, hit Send that subscribe. <laughs> Pickle, we're continuing our series, uh, taking a look at the 12 FBS programs across the state of Texas. We are going to do our state of the program address and having some special guests. Hoot, hoot. We are joined. We go to Houston. Uh, to talk some rice football uh, with uh, the the man in charge over at attheroofs.com, an outstanding site for all you rice fans. Uh, he is Matthew Bartlett. Matthew, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Uh, um, I I, I want to ask you a little bit about the rice program. We've uh, we, we've had some we've had Mike Bloomgren on the show before. We've we've had Alex Brown, the director of recruiting, uh, on on the show before. Uh, but we haven't really gotten the fan uh, perspective and, and the supporter perspective and a guy who covers the, the team from your perspective. I, I, I hate to start with such a general question, but but what is, from your perspective, what is the state of the Rice program right now? I mean, it's kind of interesting. And, of course, we can't talk about college football right now without acknowledging the, the pandemic that hit and everything mm-hmm. that happened in, in 2020 uh, because 2020 was kind of supposed to be the year after the build that everything worked out and that the program went and crested and it started becoming the winning bowl team that everybody thought it was. And then last year happened and there was all the cancellations and everything that went down. Uh, so I don't think those expectations and hopes have waned. Uh, they just kind of been put on pause. So it's kind of a, a guarded optimism and just waiting uh, for the season to get here, so like everybody else. So, in talking with, with with folks in the rice community and rice fans, is there is there a notion of 
last year's just kind of a, a, a mulligan. Like, it's just, uh, I don't want to say you just give a pass for whatever happened, but you just say, look, last year happened. Obviously, Rice was impacted severely. We sat here on the show and wondered if they were actually going to play. I, I think I said a couple <laughs> of times, I'll believe they'll play when they get when they step on the field. Um, is there a feeling among the, the, the fan base that, uh, that last year, you know, you just kind of put it aside. It's not necessarily indicative of what's to come. I, I think to some degree, and I think because of the Marshall win, I mean, upsetting a top 15 team on the road uh, the way that they did uh, with backup quarterback, backup running back, backup wide receiver, that was the goal was a bowl game, but you didn't even play six games. So if you can kind of substitute that with, okay, this is proof that the program is climbing and headed in the right direction, then I think people are okay writing it off as a mulligan uh, to some degree because they did see at least some tangible proof that things are headed in the right direction. Uh, I want to ask a little bit about Mike Bloomgren and, and the vibe around him. Um, we're, we're big fans of him around him uh, around here. We, we like him a lot. Um, but in the end, you do have to win. You, you, and, and he's been brought in to, uh, to kind of install his system there. Uh, David Bailiff, of course, had some really nice years there at Rice, uh, and they're hoping to get back there. Uh, is the shine still on Mike Bloomgren among uh, the Rice faithful? Uh, I think it depends mm -hmm. uh, on who you ask. There is, it just, and it comes, I think, with the culture of college football today, right? You have to win now. Mm -hmm. If you don't win now, people get tired of you. Um, so there's certainly some people that saw a couple wins in the first couple seasons and, and weren't, weren't content. And then there's a, another contingent who kind of see the longer view. Uh, you know, recruiting rankings go back like 20 years, uh, mm -hmm. and Bloomgren has signed three of the top five classes in school history in the past three seasons. So it's kind of one of those that all of the telltale signs are there that this can be what Bloomgren envisions it to be. It just hasn't happened yet. And they're hopefully getting enough games on the field to prove that proof of concept will be where it's at. But, yeah, it's getting to the point where uh, some of the, the initial luster has, has faded, uh, but people aren't off, off the bandwagon, so to speak. Talking with Matthew Bartlett from AtTheRoofs.com here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Uh, when we take a look at the Rice offense, uh, we know we know what R Rice wants to do offensively. The intellectual brutality thing, I think, starts on the offensive side and just being a physical team. Um, uh, this is a this is an, an offense that that I think is still trying to find its way at the quarterback spot, uh, but maybe has a couple of running backs that that you feel good about. When you take a look at what Rice is going to put on the field offensively in 2021, what what are you most interested in watching? I mean, Rice, like everybody else, is returning a ton of production with uh, the COVID redshirt rules. So they're getting uh, pretty much their entire offense uh, back, except for probably the, the key position. And this has kind of been the, the crux of the offensive problems for Rice uh, the past couple of years. It's quarterback is who I'm looking at. And so ultimately who lines up on our center uh, and can carry this team is, is the big one. But you mentioned running backs. Uh, Kalen Griffin, um, he's got his start last season. And guy run run for 250 yards in the spring game and fall camp practices. And Rice has one of the best run defenses in the nation. And so if he can do that against the Rice defense, uh, they're really, really high on what his future could be. So there are pieces there. Um, obviously, having Brad Rosner back from the outside is going to be huge. Uh, Jordan Myers, kind of jack of all trades everywhere. So they have the options, but it's, it's going to come down to quarterback. 
uh, it, it sometimes it really is all that simple. It, it really is sometimes, and, and and you know I know that they think Wiley Green could be the guy, but but I know Mike Bloomgren has said that it's going to be a full full on competition all the way until uh, we get to fall. Uh, on the on the other side, um, I feel like that's probably been the more consistent side of the ball on the defensive side, uh, and and I I guess it's kind of a, a glass half full, glass half empty. Uh, you know, scenario here. On one hand, you're right, a ton of production is back. And that front seven does look really, really good. Uh, there's a couple of guys in the secondary that I really like. Um, uh, George Nyakwal coming back, uh, you know, from injury, I think is really going to boost things. So that's the glass half full. The glass half empty is, well, the best player just transferred to Missouri uh, in, in Blaze Aldridge, who was such a tackling machine for, for them. So where do you fall on the Rice defense? Do you think it has a chance to, to really rise to the top of, of Conference USA this year? Well, I mean, you're talking about a defense that was number 12 in the nation mm-hmm. in scoring last year, um, which is pretty impressive, all things considered. And, yeah, you do lose Blaze Aldridge, but the way I think of it is uh, he was a senior that would have been out of eligibility mm-hmm. following the 2020 season had the extra redshirt rule not been applied. So no one entered the 2020 season thinking they were getting Blaze back for 2021. So the fact that he could have possibly been back is nice, but it was never really – an expectation going into the plan. Uh, so the depth at linebacker um, is solid. You mentioned the, the front seven and the secondary. Uh, losing someone that good is going to hurt. And it, it peop- there are going to be plays that Blaze could have easily made that you know might not be made as quickly and a couple more yards might be picked up. But this defense is uh, still as good, if not better, than the sum of his parts. Brian Smith, the defensive coordinator, has done a, done a phenomenal job. Um, and I'm not going to go out and say it's going to be better without Blaze Aldridge on the field, but I don't see a reason to project any kind of meaningful step back. Um, you mentioned recruiting a little bit earlier, and that's that's always something that's super fascinating to me about Rice is, is obviously with the, the very high academic standards they have, they're playing in many respects a different game than a lot of the other FBS programs in, in the state as far as recruiting is concerned. We had Alex Brown, the director of recruiting, on a couple of weeks ago and talking about this, and yet... You mentioned, you know, Mike Bloomgren went out there and signed a pretty darn good class. You know, one of the best classes in in Rice history. Um, is is the is the perception of Rice recruiting wise? Do you think changing a little bit um, under Mike Bloomgren now that they are getting guys like you know, DJ Arkansas is a, is a star? Like that's a, a guy that that in in past years probably would not have gone to Rice. Do you think that the perception of Rice is changing for recruit on the recruiting side? Yeah, I think so. And you mentioned DJ Arkansas. Arkansas had an offer from Arkansas. He picked Rice over Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and I'm sure Alex uh, would have said the same thing when he was on, but you kind of, recruiting is a measuring stick of who you can beat, right? And so when you're beating, uh, you know, teams in your backyard and Power 5 programs, things like that, there's a noticeable uptick. And you keep seeing kids that... um, really buy into the vision and i think that's what it is the the recruiting staff i think they are they were either first or second last year and the fewest amount of offers given so and alex brown the director of recruiting he, he goes uh, shooting uh, hunting with a rifle and not a shotgun so if you get an offer from rice hey you are on the select few they really want you they've handpicked you uh, if you get an offer from you know joe texas school uh, I mean, I looked last year, and I think there were schools within Rice's conference that had offered 65 defensive linemen, Jeez. which was more than Rice had offered total players at all positions. So I think they, they talk their book, and they know what they want, 
And I think that message is starting to, to permeate across Texas. Uh, finally, and I, I haven't asked somebody who follows Rice as closely as you do about this, but I want to go back to December 5th where Rice is coming off of a, uh, a cancellation against UTSA, a cancellation at, at Louisiana Tech. They lose by 10 points at, uh, at North Texas. They, they get their game against UTEP canceled, and then they're walking into Marshall. Undefeated Marshall. Like, a team that has looked like a buzzsaw, and all they do is beat them 20 to nothing. Um, my reaction was having my jaw hit the ground. Hoot, hoot. What, was that the reaction among the, uh, the, the, the rice faithful as well? Yeah, it, it was, it was absolutely stunning. And, and I think it, it would have had that reaction, um, regardless because you see, you see flashes, right. And you see pieces where, okay, you know, the, the running game is starting to pick up. Okay. The defense looks good, but there hadn't really been a four quarter performance. Um, and then shut out a ranked team. I, I believe it's in 1960 Jeez. when they beat Texas seven to nothing. That that's back when there was one touchdown a game, right? Yeah. Um, and so it w- it would have been crazy enough for it to happen. But Mike Collins, that the week prior to that, had gotten injured, and it was not public information. I, I think I broke that an hour before kickoff that Rice was going to be with their backup quarterback. Um, so to go in with a backup quarterback and one of those touchdowns they scored was a pick six. So score one offensive touchdown and, and do what they did to Marshall. I, that caught everyone. Even the most diehard believing rice fans would have expected, man, if we can keep this competitive, yeah, there's a chance we win, but to go out and just smoke them. Yeah. That, that was incredible. It's pretty shocking, uh, but we've got uh, we've got high hopes for the for the Rice Owls. Uh, he is Matthew Bartlett. He is over at attheroofs.com, the source for Rice sports news, and of course support them on Patreon as well. Matthew, really appreciate your time. Thanks for your insights, my friend. Absolutely, thank y'all for having me. Anytime. There he goes, Matthew Bartlett from attheroofs.com. Uh, excellent website. Excellent website. I I I have gone there when I've been looking for Rice info. There's okay. There are ten million Texas sites. Yeah. Right. Ten oh, yeah. million A and M sites. Uh huh. There's a ton of sites for them. Even like, I mean, look. Even you know, you you get to other other programs. There's a lot. There's multiple sites. Oh, yeah. Right. With with rice, like, w- there's just not. You've got but, the university site. Right. And then a local it. newspaper. And then like the Chronicle. And that's about it. And that's about <laughs> it. You're exactly right. But but what Matthew and and the folks over there at attheroofs.com do, um, follow them on Twitter at, at the Roost. It's really, really good, and and I've they've they've given me good insights that mm-hmm. I've that I've definitely seeped in my brain and passed off as my own. Right. So uh, appreciate Matthew Bartlett. Can we also much. acknowledge that Rice had the uh, the quad doink this year? Of course, that was should be Middle Tennessee. Yeah, that was a time. Anyway, appreciate Matthew Bartlett from AppTheRoost.com for joining us. And now we go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment: Final Thoughts. Um, I figured we would go ahead and give the programming notice now that we will not be having a show on yes. Friday. We're, s- we're sending to press. There's and two, two reasons. There's two reasons, two reasons. yes. One, Pickle's not going to be here. Right. You're, you're going to be down in Lano. I will be, yeah. Um, for, or for, for JP's graduation. Fact. Uh, but then also, we do send this bad boy to press. And yeah. we kind of <laughs> need every moment we can get. And yep. so stopping in the middle of the day and doing a show is just probably not in the best interest of getting a 400-page piece out the no. door. So we will be back. If in- anything else, it just makes the process more, like, yes. less stressful. And so <laughs> we will have a show Wednesday. We'll do a show tomorrow with, with um, Greg Powers. Mm-hmm. 
We'll have a show Thursday, big old show Thursday, and then we'll be off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday is Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. So we'll be off Monday as well. So we'll be back on June 1st. So there's your programming note. Yep. All right. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Matthew Bartlett of attheroost.com for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tapper. Vince Young, placing beat your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.